I'm Leanna Shields, and you're listening to The Cozy Sleuth. Today, Snoops and Sleuths, I have return guest Clara Bauer. Clara, why don't you reintroduce yourself to my Snoops and Sleuths? Hello, Snoops and Sleuths. That's really hard to say. Do you know that, Leanna? Anyway. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> it's so good to be with you all again. Yes, my author name is C.L. Bauer, and you can call me Clara on email or whatever you want to do. And I am the author right now of the Lily List Mystery Series. And uh, we are launching a new series, April 1st, which is a little takeoff on the original series, if that's not confusing enough, uh, called A Lily List Mystery Exclusive. They're going to be a little bit of a shorter book and a little bit more insight into the sub uh, characters that are in the original series. So that's who I am. I, I'm I born and I live in Kansas City, Missouri, in the middle of the, the entire nation. And... Uh, I'm just writing. I own my own business where we do wedding uh, and event flowers, which uh, during COVID, that's been a little iffy. We haven't done uh, that much work in the last year. So we're hoping everybody opens back up once we have all these shots and everybody is feeling safer. So it's good to be with you. It really is. Yeah, it's great to have you back. I love having return guests and you are such a fun guest. Well, thank you. <laughs> so you were telling me all about this new book before the show. Why don't you read? We will, we will talk about that first. It's on pre-order right now on Amazon and on Barnes and Noble uh, for your Nook and your ebook. We're going to be having the paperbacks. They'll probably come out a little bit later. Uh, so you can wait for that. And they're really cool. I was telling Leanna about the design. They're fun books. Uh, but it's called Stilettos Can Be Murder. And uh, it is about the sub-character that it's about was one that I never thought would be a fan favorite. Her name is Gretchen Malloy. She is an elite event planner and she's based on several different people here in the Kansas City area, so they won't know it's them. Uh, but in the first book of Lilyless Mystery, The Poppy Drop, and then The Hibiscus Heist, she begins a relationship with my main character, Willie Schmidt, who is a florist. And Gretchen is, I can say about Gretchen, she's a hoot. Um, she is irritating. You want to hate her. Um, she has, everything about her is immaculate. She's fashionable. And her signature color is red. She wears a lot of zebra prints and cheetah prints and you name it. She hasn't met an a animal print she doesn't like. And her biggest item is that she wears these stilettos. The reason why I kind of focused on her, Leanna, is because I'm, I'm short. When I was younger, I wore heels. Now, as you get older, heels are just awful. They're nasty things, dangerous. You fall off of them and everything. So I've always been intrigued. My mother wore high heels until, until she passed away, but she was only 62 when she passed away but she wore these heels and she had the best legs. And she would always tell me the story of walking down the streets and walking up the streets of San Francisco during World War II in those heels. And I was like, wow, first of all, that's a balance. And secondly, you must have the calf muscles from Hercules, you know? So anyway, Gretchen is kind of based on a whole pile of different characters over the years, including my mom a little bit but she is very irritating. 
Uh, Lily, our main character, dislikes her greatly. They hide when she comes into their shop and she's always like ticking. She takes her nail and taps on things and then her heels tap too. So you can always hear Gretchen before she actually enters the room. So that's who it's about. And she ends up with her own little mystery. She's on a wedding one day and she, the groom is completely late. He should be doing his photos with the photographer and she is just incensed by that. And by page nine, she is walking over his dead body, literally. So that starts the mystery. The groom has passed away on his wedding day before he got married. It looks as though there's puncture wounds from stiletto heels on his neck. Ooh. So that's why the police originally, they really find her as their main suspect. So enter our detective, Williams, who is in his own right, very straight-laced. He, he is just perplexed by her. Uh, she wants a cup of coffee. She wants this. She wants that. She's hungry. Uh, if you go get her coffee, and this is while she's being interrogated. <laughs> if you go get her, she wants a coffee from such and such a place. And she wants, now make sure they use the chai tea, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he just has a headache every time he sees her. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's our mystery. It's, uh, Gretchen and Lily eventually, the, Gretchen always calls them besties. And Lily's like, no, we're not. And uh, farther in the Lily List Mystery Series, in fact, uh, the fifth book I'm working on right now, which is going to be out uh, by the end of the year, The Magnolia Dilemma, Lily realizes, oh my gosh, Gretchen and I really are best friends. And it kind of makes her sick to their stomach. <laughs> but, you know, you never know. You're, you're always going to run into that one person that you become friends with. I, I actually had a friend of mine that um, we have nothing in common. Uh, she was a trophy wife. Uh, God bless her. And uh, she was just immaculate every single step of the way and Gretchen kind of reminds me of her so she would irritate you but she always pulled out the very best in you and that's what Gretchen does as well but uh Lily and Gretchen had they had this love-hate relationship but they kind of began their own uh amateur sleuth investigating agency and uh Gretchen has continued this on her own and Lily continues it on her own in a different location now, but Gretchen, she thinks she's gonna find out who's trying to frame her because she realizes that somebody did try to frame her with the, now it didn't kill him, those marks, but either that or there's a vampire in town. So either way, <laughs> there's a mystery coming down the path, so. Oh, that sounds like such a great book. And she's funny. Oh, she's so funny. And she says outrageous things that you and I would never say in public, um, especially about men. She loves men, doesn't matter what kind. <laughs> loves them all except for one newspaper reporter. But she, she loves everybody she meets as if they're male. <laughs> <laughs> Women, eh, not so much. <laughs> And she, you know, and there again, Kansas City's kind of featured. Uh, uh, she, she goes to the art museum. They have a lovely uh, restaurant there in our art museum. So people will get a little bit of flavor of that. Uh, she, she does frequent the country club, of course, you know, things like that. But, um, 
and the plaza are that's our main kind of area at Christmas time. We have lights that go on. It's it's world renowned, and uh, her apartment actually uh, is there on the plaza. So if anybody's reading the books from Kansas City, or if they've been in the Kansas City area at any one time, they'll they'll know a few of these landmarks. And uh, I could take you to Gretchen's apartment right now. Of course, the people living there may not appreciate it, but <laughs> it sits there and it's fantastic, you know, but uh, she's very hardworking though, too. You, you have to admire that. And she is single and has been single all her life. And it's a little different than some of the other books out there in the fact that she's, she's of a certain age. She is not a youngin. And uh, we, we had a contest a few weeks ago of how old do you really think Gretchen Malloy is? And it was interesting to see what everybody thought. <laughs> we had ranging from 30 something to 65. So, uh, but there's an actual age. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a little different because she, she has a little more freedom. You know, she, she doesn't have to hold back or or pretend she loves somebody when she doesn't, that kind of thing. It's, it's very interesting, so. And it was so much fun to write her. She does give me a headache. I'm with the, uh, with the detective. She gives me a headache after a while. <laughs> it's kind of fun to write characters like that every now and then that have that freedom to be what you or I couldn't actually be. <laughs> I know, especially my uh, uh, when we're dealing with some of the military men in my books, and I'm uh, I'm very lucky in the fact that we we are a military family. I never realized it, but we are. Uh, we've had several people in the military, and they've served very well. And uh, then I guess I have a fan out there. If he's ever hearing me, he's a former Marine retired in Virginia. Uh, email me uh, because my publisher lost your email. Um, <laughs> but email me, but um, I've had some men read the books and they like it because it, um, it gives them a little bit of military stuff without creating any PTSD. And so I, I try to honor that in the books. You know, I, I don't wanna mess them up in any way, but um, I, I would never have gone into the military you know, there's no way. And so to be able to write those male characters who are very strong and yet they have their weak points, um, it's just grand. And, and there again, I, I think since I was a little kid, I, I had a very vivid imagination, that's for sure. Um, and then secondly, I've always watched people and possibly because I wasn't the most popular person in the class or the, or the room, you know, you ended up in that corner watching and uh, that's what I did, and especially the guys. Guys are fascinating. And then some of my best friends are ex-NHL hockey players. So <laughs> I have a lot gone. You know, they, they are a wealth of information and of, of interesting stories. So I, I don't have any plans to write about hockey yet. Y'all are safe so far. <laughs> oh, you never know. Actually, oh, yeah, and there's some stories. <laughs> Actually, I kind of yeah. hear you about writing um, military characters because my character Bridger in the Sparks books uh -huh. is former military. And cool. I have gone to some of my friends in my writers groups that are like, okay, this guy's former military, men who've been in the military, did I do him right? <laughs> right. 
Right. And you do, you do need to be concerned about, I mean, there's a lot of people who are reading the stories that, that they won't know, or they, they wouldn't hear. But um, that one that is like, I had a book club. Um, this is a couple, couple years ago, I guess it was in Lawrence, Lawrence, Kansas, shout out to you all. Um, and one of the, I, and Lawrence is very close to one of the army posts here in Kansas. And uh, she, she said, you, you nailed it. She said, this is just like my husband. So I was like, oh, good. Because you never know where they're going when they ask the question, you know, and you're like, oh, did I do that? Did I do something? And right now I, I was just telling, uh, I'm blessed there again. I have two relatives that have actually traveled quite a bit in the Middle East. And I have a character coming up in a way, way future book that um, he's part Jewish and part um, Muslim. So he has a diverse background and they're in Tel Aviv. Well, obviously I have not been to Tel Aviv and I don't think I'll be going real soon, but these two gentlemen in our family are, they have been, and they know those, one of them knows those streets intimately. So uh, he and I are gonna, we, we're gonna have to be talking about that. He already knows he's gonna get hit up for information, but it's just that one thing I know, and I, I think I've probably said this on podcasts before, but you know, I used to wonder about some of the historical romance writers. They would do all this research for just one sentence in their book. And I always thought, oh my gosh, that's crazy. No, it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it is a lot of research if you do it right, you know, if you if you want to be right about what you're writing about. Um, yeah, it's necessary. It's just kind of like doing a school project, you know, okay. do it right the first time. Oh yeah. And, and then you don't have to repeat it again. Gosh, I hope. <laughs> My worst fear is that if I have to be reincarnated or you come back after death is that I'm going to have to go to school again. Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> really don't want to <laughs> but I hear you on the research actually I I like to say I know more about what I don't want to know than what I do want to know because <laughs> yeah. with okay with book two I actually wanted to slightly embarrass Bridger by what he doesn't know about ranch life mm -hmm. so I have Sabia talking about stud fees and and he's going a whole other direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she happens to mention that if her goat does well in the show, his cost goes up from X amount per straw to, mm -hmm. to a higher amount per straw. Right. And he's like, what do you mean per straw? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, well, they're, you know, what? They're straws that have what? make a stud a stud you know yeah <laughs> and it makes his ear points turn red it's like oh <laughs> well and and that's the interesting thing especially using somebody like uh, like in the original the poppy drop uh the main character the the guy that comes in for the whole mystery is a dea agent and then he has to go on weddings with them so he's delivering flowers with them and he's completely out of water. <laughs> he has no idea, you know, what, what am I doing? And then of course, then she has a great affection as I do of Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. So he's never seen the programs before. He's like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, and so every night, you know, to, to chill, to detox, 
she wants Jessica and the world is all good again. You know, <laughs> Jessica figures it out. And he's like, you know, this isn't real, right? And, <laughs> but um, that's what's fun is to put them in situations where you normally wouldn't have them. Yeah. yeah. So I'm constantly doing that with a lot. My poor, poor Lily, she gets thrown into places, but she puts herself there. You know, she, uh, in, in the, the book that'll be out later this year, Magnolia Dilemma, um, she actually, all she's trying to do is plant a magnolia in her yard. That's all, she's got a brand new yard. She wants to put a magnolia in it. And she wants that beautiful smell of a magnolia blossom to waft over the swing that's on the front porch. That's all she wants. So she starts digging and finds a woman's driver's license from 20 some odd years ago. Uh, she finds a gun. <laughs> she just keeps finding stuff, and her husband, you know, her the one guy at this point says, uh, you know, just stop digging. You know, no, I got I gotta find out what's in this yard, and that, that is the mystery. So she takes it on herself to find out about this woman, uh, which gets her in a lot of trouble. Of She's course, a lot of trouble this time. I mean. <laughs> She's a lot of trouble with everybody this time. So, oh boy, uh, yeah. So it's fun, and I am going to continue as we were talking a little bit before. I'm going to continue with these two series. They're great fun, and they're they're you know I'm just a, a, a newbie compared to you on uh, writing, but I I like these two sort series. Sorry about that, and uh, they're just great fun to write. And there's not a loss of material for them, that's for sure. Uh, but then I'll be beginning some other series that might be less than cozy-ish, but they're still going to be mysteries. So, um, but they, they might deal with a little bit more, well, I, I won't ever get into hardcore violence or anything like that, but you know, a little bit more of the seedier side of, of our city and what's happened over the years, so. Might call them like a light thriller, maybe? I would say, yeah, because my language um, in it, it's definitely going to be a light thriller and, and you'll have a little romance. So I always call them cozy-ish. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's no category on Amazon for cozy-ish. I don't know why, but <laughs> we just don't have it there. Uh, but yeah, it it's going to be just a little bit more realistic. Um, not that these aren't, but realistic in the fact that... Um, you know about kidnappings uh the drug trade we we i do touch on the drug trade i've done a lot of research on the dea i always tell one of my relatives that works in government i was like what happens when the fbi comes to my door because of my research on am you know on online and he said they understand just show them your manuscript i was like okay fine thing <laughs> but uh so i try to get some pertinent things that are out there not that I'm trying to teach anybody a lesson, but I, I, I do like, I think it's the former news person in me, uh, news reporter, that I want to inform people of, you know, what's going on. Uh, we like the human trafficking right now of children. Oh my gosh. And I, I have a friend that's in the Carolinas and she's working on a charity project there. And she says, it's just so bad. You can't believe it. And it, it gets very little news coverage. So, um, but I, I won't dwell on it. You know, it's just, it's gonna be part of the story. It, it's one of those, like you were saying, it's a valuable detail that that makes your readers go, oh, they're legitimate, you know? 
they're writing about something they actually looked up or know about. Yeah. You know? So. You are so busy. It, <laughs> it amazes me, even though I, I don't know, like you, I have a lot of <laughs> irons in the fire, but it's like. Yeah. And then, and then because my business will, will start up in June. Um, and then we've had, I will know one of my brides who is getting married this year. She better. <laughs> uh, I will have known her since 2019. Wow. Um, because of COVID, um, she had to cancel her wedding several times last year. Aww. And she's finally getting married this year. And so uh, if she doesn't, I don't, I may just walk away and go, I'm sorry, I'm done. I can't, I can't know you this long. <laughs> but once those start up, so we have got all of those people, we have a significant amount of people from last year. Some people went ahead and got married. And now this year, they're just going to do receptions, which is great fun. You know, that, that is wonderful. Some are going to do another wedding ceremony plus what they did last year. Um, and then we have the ones that just canceled everything last year grabbed a date this year so now we have a lot of people going hey we can go ahead and get married this year well good luck because a lot of dates are already taken oh wow <laughs> so you have then uh, how do i put this in quotes no new business you know the, yeah. it, the same people uh but we are we are having uh, a lot of people coming in i just wish they would fill up the dates i don't have anything for you know just <laughs> <laughs> you can't prepare for that. That that is the luck of the draw, whatever. But um, I still have a great, great uh, review here in the city, and you know that they have that not publication where I'm going to kind of promote my own business, which is called Clara's Flowers. I've been in Kansas City for over 100 years, um, but we have won numerous not awards. Uh, the magazine that that does all the bridal stuff. <laughs> and legacy awards because I've been went and we were talking about reviews earlier they called and left me a message the other day they said do you know you have over a hundred reviews and that that is kind of an you don't always hear that when it comes to wedding flowers or wedding vendors so um, I really try to it's kind of like with my books too I, I try to put out a product that you're going to enjoy that you'll tell your friends about yeah and that's what my wedding flower and event with uh flower work is too. Uh, you know, I want to put up a, a good product. I want you to have an enjoyable experience and maybe we'll be friends at the end, you know? <laughs> and uh, some, some people, I would say, I have gained so many friends over the years from uh, the wedding flowers and the charity events. And now uh, with the books, I'm getting new ones. It's great fun. Of course, we don't, they don't feed me, you know, it's not like a <laughs> thousand hey yeah here i am for a cup of coffee but uh they do stay in touch and that's yeah. just great fun yeah. yeah it's funny that you mentioned weddings because actually that's what my third book is going to be around sabia and bridger are getting married oh <laughs> so you have to yell at me if you need any uh, input um, <laughs> i definitely might because but their wedding is an insane wedding it's like a month-long event oh four different parties <laughs> oh wow my phone that's ringing speaking of phone come in here um wow a whole month yeah and of course one of bridger's relatives dies 
Well, of course, it wouldn't be a mystery about it. Yeah. Have somebody dead. (laughs) (laughs) But by the time this relative meets his fate, I have a feeling readers are going to be saying, it's about dang time. Yeah, eventually they, they finally, oh, I know, I my first book, The Poppy Drop, it is ended. I heard so many people by the end of the book, they were like, they were ready to kill the male character, <laughs> absolutely kill him. Uh, how could somebody that smart be that dense? You know, and he, he, I don't want to give away anything, but oh, they were furious at him. They really were. And and so, yeah, you, you get to that point, but you want the readers to have that experience. Oh, definitely. <laughs> you <want> be frustrated. <laughs> definitely. And this victim is going to be the victim I think my readers are going to love hating because okay. A, he runs a tabloid, which he is going to turn on Sabia to try and disrupt the wedding. Oh. He also is a blackmailer. Oh, kind of goes hand in hand a little. (laughs) (laughs) So, like I said, readers are going to be wanting him dead. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Got a built-in good thing going on there. I can can move back to where I was now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, so that's what's going on with me. It sounds like we're both really busy. Yeah. So what do you think is harder, writing the first book ever or one of the later books? Hmm. I think, I don't know. I think they're all equally hard in different ways. Um, like I've, I've changed publishers uh, as we discussed. So that, that gets a little dicey because everybody has their own pattern of work you know yeah so i'm getting used to this one um i would say probably the first one is the most difficult in the fact of uh i had a great fear factor of failure you know and i'm over i'm over (laughs) that i'm i'm into i'm gonna write my stories and i hope you enjoy them they're not pulitzers uh uh when i was in college i always that was the big dream you know, to get a Pulitzer someday for your editorial on uh, government or something, you know, or a, a corrupt politician or whatever. And now um, I'm just happy to entertain. So I would say the first book was difficult in the fact of the fear factor. Now I would say um, the editing going forward, because I want to be so much more precise in yeah. everything. I do because you don't want to disappoint somebody that's actually liked your first book to me it would just really hurt my heart if somebody was reading the fifth book and say wow this has really gotten boring oh Uh-oh. that would kill me so far that hasn't happened knock on wood but um that would be but I think probably the first one because of the fear factor and saying um because like with the these kind of cozy mysteries the series is everything you know, where you look at Agatha Christie and all the books she wrote, um, but you had Miss Marple. You know, how did she do all those books? You know, it's amazing. Yeah. And some of the other writers, you know, uh, there was one writer I was reading about the other day, um, 58 books. Now, it's wow. not the same series, but it's like 20 different series 
I'm like, whoa, how did you do that? And the other thing I found, Leanna, is the more books that I write, um, you fall more in love with your characters. And it's hard to let, it, it's like, it's like a, a really good friend you don't want to let go. Yeah. You, know, you don't know when you're going to see them again. So um, now the exclusive series, that will be a limited amount of books. I'm not going to do, you know, unless somebody comes along that's really cool as a sub character, um, there, I know exactly how many books there's going to be in that series and that's going to be it. You know, so I know that series is is not going to go. But Lily List, I mean, she could go on forever with all the stuff she's doing, because um, she's moved on to a vineyard. She's she's doing weddings and events at, and that opens up a whole much more lots of fun. I mean, it's <laughs> it's great fun from the just uh, climate can create the intrigue when you're doing a wedding at a vineyard. You know, because you've got bees, you've got rain, you've got heat, sand, dirt, you name it, uh, bugs, snakes. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff, you know, Mother Nature gives you. Uh, and then you put in it, uh, you know, somebody keeling over in an event and the man's been poisoned and there you go. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so I, it's going to be, I probably, I probably would tell you that the most difficult part would be the last book I ever do. For a certain series, oh, that, that's going to be the saddest one. The exclusives, I'm fine because, I, like I said, it's a finite number. I know each and every one that that's you know what's going to be happening. They're shorter books. They're they're under 300 pages. Uh, this one is actually under 200. Uh, Stilettos can be murder, and I could not believe that nobody's ever used that title. Really, that is not now of all things. We are putting it up while we were putting it up, and I, I will not even say the title because I can't get it right. But here's a book that beat me by one week, and it has stilettos in the title. Ah, uh. and you go, <laughs> no, no, um, and they have a stiletto on the cover. Oh, of course. And it's it's like oh, except mine's original art. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Phew, okay, we didn't steal that from anywhere. <laughs> she, she did not either. I, I'm pretty sure it was a graphic artist that did this for her. It's beautiful cover, but mine is, you can tell it's a, mine is like a white background. Hers is a black back. I mean, so it, there's stark differences, but I could not believe anybody hadn't taken it. Stilettos can be murder. And I think it's probably because it's not the most proper grammar, but here in the middle of America, we say, gosh, that rain could be murder. You know, those, those heels are murder. They're killing me. You know, yeah. we say that. So I know my past editor uh, back East, she was like, this makes no sense. It's a cute <laughs> title, but it makes no sense. Oh uh, yeah, it does to us. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and we also had a situation where she was from originally from California and of uh, Mexican heritage and Spanish heritage, and uh, I would say barbecue. And she said, what are you talking about? You know, barbecues are outside. And I said, oh no, not in Kansas City. Uh -uh. <laughs> no, they can be outside, but we use this big grill. We don't put an animal, you know, out there on a spit that much. And we have, they do inside their, their places when they're barbecuing, of course. But you know, the ribs and all that, and she could not, and I said, and then you got the sauce. She said, what? 
<laughs> so I think that's the, probably the reason is it may not be grammarly correct, but we're going with it because it's just cute as dirt. So yeah. <laughs> And I really do hope everybody loves this book. I mean, it's uh, it's four ninety nine for ebook and four ninety nine for Nook. How's that? And uh, the, then the paperback. When we do get that up, uh, like I told you before, the design is so cute, so creative. Uh, even in the interior of the book, uh, so happy with that. Um, and that's gonna probably come out as soon as we get a few things fixed. We thought it was all ready to go last night. And apparently there was a glitch. Um, uh, we do not use Amazon as the publisher. Not that there's anything wrong with their paperback publisher. Not a problem, Amazon. But uh, <laughs> we're using Ingram. And uh, it, anyway, there was some sort of computer glitch, not on our side. So I don't, I don't know when it's going to come out, but it will come out. And then I got to get this promo in. But the original book of the original series, The Lily List Mysteries, the poppy drop is currently on sale and it's only going to be for a month. So the ebook is on sale for 99 cents. And there again, I know you can get it on Barnes and Noble and you can get it on Amazon right now. So, so get free. that book. <laughs> because that'll introduce you to Gretchen Malloy and then you won't believe why she got her own book. But you, know, <laughs> you have to read the other books because isn't this ingenious? You have to read the other books books to uh, find out why she got her own book because <laughs> she was special she was very special and then uh, there again if people go to uh, clbauer.com and they sign up for the newsletter I, I do a lot of previews in there we're going to be doing uh, two free chapters are coming your way if you sign up for the newsletter and one of them is called before the poppy drop before the poppy drops and that's uh that's about lily before that that went on and then the other one has to do and i can't tell you because it would be a spoiler alert for the rest of the books but it's uh, those are two free chapters we're offering when people sign up for the newsletter so how exciting yeah and we're gonna give we're gonna have some giveaways i've got some fantastic gretchen is so easy to shop for <laughs> There's high heel stuff out there everywhere and, uh, and the prints, the animal prints and the red lipstick. Um, so we've got some great things coming up for probably the summer uh, for everybody that signs up on the newsletter. So uh, we, we did do a giveaway like last month. It was uh, how old do you think Gretchen Malloy really is? Because I don't know if we've discussed it, but uh, Gretchen is just not your, your normal uh, cozy romance, cozy mystery character. She's not Miss Marple either, but she is, she is, let's just say, well, she won't tell you her age, but let's just say she's over 50. And uh, uh, we had a giveaway on that. It was so much fun to see how old they really thought she was. So, uh, and that was for a free book. And so and it's, it's gonna be the free paperback uh, with a couple other things stuck inside just for fun. Um, so anyway, I, I, I hope everybody loves it. It's great fun to ride her. She's, she's just a hoot and a half. And she almost strikes me as when we were talking about her earlier, for some reason, I pictured almost Blanche Devereaux from the Golden Girls a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yes. She is very much Blanche Devereaux, except she's taller 
she's curvy like Blanche is. She's got uh, blondish hair. I'm sure she gets colored. Um, she wears these outlandish flake, fake eyelashes, uh, heavy gold jewelry. She has a Rolex she wears. That's not mentioned in the books because I don't want to pay Rolex anything. Um, <laughs> she wears usually designer clothing. Now, she makes a good amount of money, but she's also frugal. On the other hand, in the very first book, The Poppy Drop, you discover that Gretchen likes to go fishing, of all <laughs> things. So she has, um, she's very interesting. She has stories she tells that hardly anybody ever believes are true, but they all are true. <laughs> and uh, when she gets into trouble, I, I will tell you this, when she gets into trouble in this book, um, she wants to make a phone call, of course. She's seen this on all the, the uh, mystery shows on TV. You know, don't I get a phone call type thing. And so the detective says, well, you know, I'll call, I'll call whoever. No, I, I don't remember phone numbers. We'll do any of us anymore. You know? <laughs> we don't, we hit a button on our phone. And so she, he brings the phone in and he says, well, who do you want me to call? And she said, just hit the button for Hal, H-A-L. And so he does, and he hands her the phone, and she she says, you know, could you please come and, and help me out? And he'd heard about what's happened so far. But anyway, in the meantime, she's telling the police and the detectives, you know, that she knows everyone that's everybody. And uh, all of these contacts are on her phone, and, and some smarty says something about, you know, you probably can get the president on the phone, huh? And she said, yes, it's under such and such on my phone. And uh, the detective checks it out and I'll be darned, there's the, there's the president's phone number. So uh, <laughs> she's well-connected, she's well-dressed. Uh, and like I said, she hasn't met a stiletto she, she didn't love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nails are always done. Uh, she loves a good bubble bath. She loves a, you know the pedicure, the manicure, the spa day. That helps her relax, but she also fishes, yeah. <laughs> So she she's a, she really is an enigma, um, but she she's just so much fun to write. And not that Lily isn't. Lily is the the good girl that gets the handsome guy. Gosh, I love her. <laughs> so, but Gretchen, she's the bad girl you always wanted to be. <laughs> Only at her age, it's safe. You know, she doesn't have to worry about children or or exes or or anything like that. But uh, she's kind of bombarded. She not only is she suspected for murder, but she's in fear of losing her entire business that she she built on her own. So she's a very independent person. And in the meantime, she's trying to help her friend Marty. He's going to begin a run for the Senate for the U.S. Senate, and so he's launching his campaign, and she's helping him. Uh, he has a new wife. He he never married until recently. Uh, and then at the very same time, who does he hire for security, but Gretchen's one and only love. <laughs> so in walks this, this wonderful silver haired gentleman by the name of Chance Alexander. And so she's got all this going on. She's got a lot going on. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> she does. She does. But and then, like I said, she probably will have one more book in her. And right now, the working title is "High Heels and Him." So we'll see if it stays that way or if it changes. And that involves uh, acrobats and everything 
else. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> Scary, but it's fun. So she she truly is, a, and it's a all of my books. I try um, that it like today here in Kansas City. It is raining. It's dreary. It's only forty some odd degrees. It's miserable. It's a good day to get a glass of wine or a cup of coffee or a super lovely tea, and sit down and read a book. And that's what I want my books to be. So. Well, they sound great and perfect for that kind of weather. They are, and they're great at the beach, too. <laughs> if we ever get to go to the beach, they're great at the beach. Uh, they're, they're a wonderful quick read. You can read it on the plane. I, I once read a, a, a book of, actually, it was a fellow writer back east, and I read her book on my flight from Kansas City to D.C., and there was something very fulfilling about that. <laughs> you know, that I read a book on a plane. You know, um, so the, but it was a shorter book too, I will admit, <laughs> but um, there's just something nice about either a paperback or I'm getting used to the eBooks. I'm really starting to love those um, because I can have so many on there and just read away. Uh, last year, somebody, uh, one of the other podcasters, it was, uh, you had to write about the five books you read during COVID quarantine. I'm like, I didn't read anything. I wrote it. <laughs> you know? So I had to go in and I read five books in a weekend. And uh, it was great fun. And to see those different styles back to back to back, it was amazing. So um, I, I, you can always find something enjoyable. I'm, I've kind of gotten away. I, I used to love nonfiction, uh, history and poli sci and all that kind of stuff because I used to be part of like running political campaigns too but I was young and stupid so forgive me um but um but anyway I I'm just kind of gotten off of that because I don't know I think I want an escape you know yeah so and that's what readers will get with my books is an escape yeah that's yeah. what we always hope with our books that we can take our readers from wherever they are to wherever world we created. <laughs> right. And it's cool. It doesn't have to be, you know, like uh, one of my books, uh, The Tulip Terror, it, it actually is a little exotic in the fact that they end up in, in Paris. Um, and so now that place I have been to. And so I take my readers to all my favorite places in Paris, including where to get the world's best hot chocolate. And it's called Angelina's and it's right off of the Champs-Élysées. And it is, it, it looks like if you've ever seen the old movie, Gigi. Oh, I love that movie. Looks <laughs> like, oh, we were talking about movies the other night. Uh, somebody else was talking about old Audrey Hepburn movies and there's a documentary about her about her now. Gigi is Leslie Caron, but Audrey Hepburn, they have one on Netflix. It's very interesting. Uh, her style was amazing, but Gigi, that, you, if you walk into Angelina's, you, you really feel like Louis Jordan's going to come and take your hand. I mean, it is, is still the Belle Epoque um, architecture and motif, and it's just amazing. And they make their hot chocolate. You actually pour the cream into the chocolate to make your hot chocolate. Oh. oh my gosh it's such a head rush it's amazing so that book in tulip terror they they are in in paris now of course kansas city since i live here you know i take you to just about every place here in kansas city 
And then um, my fifth book, The Magnolia Dilemma, I, I have a great affinity, one of our very dear friends, uh, she's since passed away, but she used to live on Anna Maria Island. In fact, we have family friends that still live there. Hi, Stephen D. And um, one of my favorite places to write where it's the easiest to begin a book, Leanna, is right there in their bay house, uh, right on the deck. It looks out over Tampa Bay and you can walk a few blocks down and you're in the Gulf. And it's just a picturesque, you can see dolphins, you can see manatees, stingray. I mean, it's amazing. And we stopped telling everybody about it because everybody started coming. But um, in the fifth book, I'm gonna take everybody to Anna Maria Island and, uh, and show you what's down there and how it feels, what it feels like. Um, because some people, when you go down to a sleepy little island like that, you know, you're like, um, there's no trademark hotels there. It's all either independent or you rent a house. You don't, you know, there's no Holiday Inn or anything. And um, some people get bored, you know, it's it's a lot of older people and everything. I, I don't feel that. There's there's a certain, certain vibe of the place, including when you stay with an older lady down there, I don't know if Florida's still doing that, but at four to 4.30, it becomes cocktail hour. I love cocktail hour in Florida. And uh, you, you stop and you have your cocktail hour and you have little appetizers. And then you start dinner about seven o'clock and you eat about eight. And it's just perfect. All you're doing really is sleeping, reading, eating, you know, bed, sleeping, re repeat. And it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I want everybody to experience that uh, that kind of vibe. Uh, we have a little more action. There's actually a killer on the island. Of course there is. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course there is. But I, I want everybody to, to be able to share that experience of, of how great a place. And I do have relatives in Florida now, and they've been down there, and they, they love it. It's, a, it's just a great place. So uh, I try to uh, bring a little bit of my personal life in some of these books. The first two definitely... Um, and then now we're getting a little more diverse as Lily takes on a lot more adventures. So, so that updates you on all things C.L. Bauer, Clara Bauer, Lily List Mysteries, Lily Mystery Exclusives. Uh, <laughs> that kind of updates you. We're, we're, we're expanding, going, doing a lot of promotions on different sites and ads and things. So it's very exciting. Um, it'll keep your head reeling, you know. So it's fun. This has been so much fun talking with you. I, I can't believe how fast time goes when we talk. Well, we just talk a lot, both of yeah. us. Yeah, but no, thank you for having me back. It it truly is great. I've been following you and watching how you're you're doing, and um, I I just I think your your creativity is amazing. Especially, oh, I, I want that new series that you're thinking about. <laughs> I need to get it edited. <laughs> yeah, you do. You need to get it going so I can start giving it away as gifts because I've got a lot of young teenagers that love that stuff. So, yeah. Now, a lot of them, you know, especially 13 to 15, you can still manipulate their little minds of mush and, and say, hey, read this book, you know. <laughs> but once you get past 16, 17, it's a little more difficult unless they love books. And yeah. so... Our family, we try to read a lot. Um, 
my mom, my dad were both big readers and uh, they really instilled, you know, it was that every night before you went to bed, you got to read a story. And uh, then once you could read it, you read it to yourself. Uh, I didn't get any of this bedtime story where, you know, oh, we're going to put the kid to sleep. No, here, Clary, you can read now. <laughs> <laughs> but we used to have, an, and I still have it to this day, and it's quite old now. Um, it was called the 365-day bedtime stories. And it was the story of this family. And no, I don't think the kids were Dick and Jane, but it was about that bad. Um, every day so you'd have flag day and you had fourth of july stories and you had mother's day story and so these kids every day of the year you read that story at nighttime and it was you know, there again you had two built-in friends you know <laughs> so it worked it really did so as long as i can um you know keep the imagination going and drink lots of caffeine i should be safe for more books to come <laughs> Well, oops. No, that's okay. Thank you again. <laughs> well, Snoops and Sleuths, you've heard another great interview here on the Cozy Sleuth. I'd like to thank my patrons, Regina, Cozy Cub, and Dower Bear for their contributions in keeping the show commercial free and growing. If you'd like to be like Regina or my fellow podcasters, the Cozy Cub and Dower Bear, join me on my Patreon page where you can either become a guiding clue, a clever sidekick, a small town sleuth, or a Sherlock Holmes member. Or for a one-time contribution, join my coffee clutch on coffee.com slash the cozy sleuth. The addresses will be in the show's notes. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at the cozy sleuth. And now you can find me on Instagram at the cozy sleuth. Until next time, this is Leanna Shields saying, keep cozy.